I'm the writing on the wall, the whisper in the classroom. Without these things, I am nothing. So now I must shed innocent blood. Welcome, Dream Warriors, to Dream Segment 32. And this week, we're coming at you with Brooke's pick of Candyman from 1992. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Brooke, why, uh, why did you want to take the great people on, on this adventure? <laughs> um, well, not only just uh, to kind of um, show some uh, black actors and directors and just more of that... Uh, I guess side of things with uh, what's going on. Just also like we've, I haven't seen this movie since I was little and I'm pretty sure same with you. You haven't seen it in forever. Yeah. It's been and, a long uh, time. That was a good opportunity to, to uh, rewatch it pretty much for the first time almost. Yeah. All right. It's a good pick and definitely some good reasons for it. Yeah. All right, so before we hop into it, what have you been up to since we last spoke? Uh, not too much. Watched a few things um, <clears throat> for the uh, non-horror stuff. Uh, last week I said we were watching Fantasy Island, but it's actually called Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> uh, still watching that. I don't know. It's addicting. It's kind of dumb, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Those reality shows get me. <laughs> they're just like stupid mindless fun yeah to watch kind of thing yeah so anyway um but uh i showed bettina the big lebowski nice uh, fucking one of my all-time favorites could watch that movie literally any day of the week so are you staying with her or do you have to leave her because she didn't <laughs> like it no i'm staying with her i'm uh you know she liked it so all right good she can stick around Glad to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> She's giving me a look. <laughs> um, for the horror things, uh, I guess this is kind of horror, but uh, we started the show with The Sinner on Netflix. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. It's fucking sick so far. I've only watched like three or four episodes so far, but uh, yeah, I'm really digging it so far. And Jessica Biel is awesome. So is Bill Coleman. So yeah, uh, for sure. And then tonight, I told Bettina there's a movie on Shutter that I've been wanting to watch for a while, and I kind of want to watch it for our top five list later on, but it it's not making that list. So okay, uh, I watched the movie Blackula. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was all right. It wasn't like amazing, but I don't know. It was pretty pretty cheesy seventies movie. Yeah. I've never and seen it. it. It's yeah, like it horror comedy, though, eh? Um, I would say it's horror comedy. Like, I don't know. It takes itself really seriously. Like, it's a, it's a good, like, Dracula movie. Just, mm. I don't know, the concept of it is, like, kind of dumb. But Okay. Yeah. There's a sequel to it as well, so. I, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's you, pretty much it. All right. What about you? Uh, yeah, I haven't watched much. I was on nights last two nights, so that usually puts a damper on any movie watching that I do. And, uh, I plan on watching a movie. What what's today? Wednesday. Wednesday. So Sunday night, I plan on watching a movie 
And then I ended up playing that fucking Jurassic World Evolution game till like 1 a.m. <laughs> and uh, didn't get around to watching a movie. But um, uh, Brady and I were browsing through Disney Plus the other day. Yeah. And um, I saw Pete's Dragon, like the 1960-something version. Oh, man, yeah. And I used to love it when I was younger. So I was like, fuck it, I'm tossing this on, see what he thinks of it. Yeah. And it's oh, it's so good. It holds up in my opinion. Yeah, I I've been watching it. forever. Um I remember the the newer like kind of Pete's Dragon movie. Yeah. Um, I watched that like a year or two after it came out and it wasn't that bad actually. But uh, No, it wasn't. Yeah. It didn't have like the heart that the original one had though. No, no. Like I don't know, the music in it's really fun and it was just yeah. a really good movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it in forever, but uh, yeah. Well, it's on there. <laughs> uh, and I also watched, well, this is a horror movie. Um, it just came out on Shudder, but I watched uh, Scare Package oh, the other nice. day too. That's the uh, and, anthology one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how's and, that? Uh, <laughs> it was funny. It like It was really, I, I don't want to say it was really good, but yeah, it was a lot better than I was expecting it to be. Okay. And uh, one of the guys that we talk to, or well, that I communicate with on Instagram frequently enough, uh, 10th Circle Horror on Instagram, uh, he put a review up of it. And I think he gave it like a 7 out of 10. And I was like, ah, I'm going to check it out then because I wasn't expecting it to be really that good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was definitely fun to watch. I, uh, I recommend it. Sick. And that's literally all I've watched. Okay. Oh, actually, I'm lying. I watched the first episode of The Floor is Lava on Netflix. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, while I was falling asleep. <laughs> okay. And it's fucking ridiculous, but I think I'm going to end up watching all of it. So, I mean, like, I haven't seen a trailer for it. I just saw, like, the, the picture on Netflix. Is it, like, American Ninja Warrior kind of? like? Yeah, in a sense. And, like... They, it's like an obstacle course, and I think each episode is like a different section of a house. <laughs> and it's basically like the classic kids game, like the floor is yeah. lava, and they have to get from like point A to point B without That's touching amazing. the floor. Oh, but like there's actually like liquid on the really? ground. So like, yeah. So like if they fall in, then they actually fall in liquid and shit. That's hilarious. Yeah. But uh, yeah, other than that, I haven't done too much. All right, all right. All right, so head on over to the podcast shout outs. And firstly, as usual, is it's a horror podcast. Um, these guys uh, have obviously dropped their James Wan episode. I have not gotten a chance to listen to it yet, but uh, it's definitely one that I'm excited to hear. Yeah, I uh, finished it today and it's really good. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I figured it would be a good one. Uh, next is our boy Daniel from the creepy crap podcast. And he just released an episode on, uh, the mutilator. Mm -hmm. And he had a guest on there for that one. Um, I think he, yeah, he just dropped that today. So I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but it'll, it'll be on my list tomorrow to listen to. Yeah, me either. And he was actually just a guest host on the extreme horror replay podcast and they discussed uh, the furies 
and I definitely recommend checking checking that podcast out. Period, and that episode for sure. It was a good one. Yeah. And next up is We Love Horror. Uh, basically, the same same thing we talked about last on the last episode. Uh, Michael's going to be doing some some traveling and getting some guests on for the podcast. And whenever he gets back, we're hoping to get him on here and hopefully we can get on his too. I think yeah. we'd have a fun time. And lastly is Chuck goes to the movies and he is releasing a horror episode in the next couple of days on Cloverfield. And I'm definitely excited to hear what he has to say about that one. Yeah, me too. Um, I haven't seen Cloverfield in a few years, but from what I can remember, I like 10 Cloverfield Lane better than, than the original Cloverfield. Yeah, I watched Cloverfield, I think, last year, but I haven't seen 10 Cloverfield Lane since it came out. Okay. Uh, so, Anyways, yeah. both are good movies, but... Oh, yeah. All right, that's all I got. Let's get into this. Okay, so like we said in the intro, this week we're talking about 1992's Candyman. And the synopsis, the Candyman, a murderous soul with a hook for a hand, is accidentally summoned to reality by a skeptic grad student researching the monster's myth. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, Candyman was directed by Bernard Rose. And uh, going through his list of movies on IMDb, I was kind of surprised to see that I didn't know any other movie that he'd done. Really? Uh, did you look through it? Yeah, I'm just trying to. I don't think I recognize any of them anyways. Well, maybe not. Never mind. I was thinking of, maybe I was thinking of an actor that was in this. Yeah, I yeah. know yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because like... I figured like with him doing a movie like Candyman, which is such a huge staple in the horror community that he would have like some other popular movies, but I, I didn't recognize any of them. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I wrote down a few of them that were just like kind of at the top. I guess he did a movie called Frankenstein, I think in 2015. Uh, He had one called paper house, which seemed to have been relatively well received but i don't know because i haven't watched it or researched it at all uh he was he did mr nice and the devil's violinist yeah i don't i don't know if these movies are in any way popular or not but <laughs> i've never heard of them so all right and uh, moving on to the cast we have the great tony todd Hell yeah. And uh, 
He has 229 acting credits to his name. So if you're a horror fan and you haven't heard of Tony Todd, are you really a horror fan? Dude, I was shocked as hell. <laughs> at how, at how many he has? Yeah. And yeah. like it's not like it's all like old movies. Like he's still doing so many movies now. Oh yeah. But that's the that's the thing with him too, right? It's like he he'll just like randomly pop up in a movie here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of these acting credits aren't like leading roles or anything like that. He's just like he's fucking Tony Todd and I want him in my movie, so I'm gonna get him in like with whatever role he'll take, basically. Yeah, exactly. But uh, some of the ones that I've wrote written down, uh, he was in Hellfest, uh, which is a great movie. Um, he was in the huge letdown of a movie, Death House. I was so pumped for this one, and it fucking it fell short pretty hard. I don't think I've seen it. Oh, uh, it's basically like a, I'm trying to think. I don't know. It's like. You know those movies that came out like a few years ago, like and they just had like every A list actor in it, like that they yeah, could yeah. possibly find. It's basically like that, but with horror movie icons. Oh, okay. But like I figured it would be amazing, but it was not at all. Uh he was in the Hatchet franchise. Uh he was also in The Crow. And he was in and out of the Final Destination franchise as well. And I think he's uh, in a new Candyman as well, I'm pretty sure, too. Yeah, I think he has a small role in it, they were saying. Uh, next up is Virginia Madsen, and she played Helen. Uh, she's popular for the movie Sideways, uh, The Prophecy, Dune, um, The Haunting in Connecticut, and The Number 23. Yep. So she's had, like, her list isn't as huge as a couple of the people that are in this movie, but she's had some really like big movies. Yeah. That, she looks uh, super familiar, but like I've never really watched any of the other, other movies. Yeah. Um, did you ever watch a uh, swamp thing? The TV, the TV show? No, yeah. I, I wanted to, and then it got canceled. So I was like, Oh, there's no point in watching it. Yeah, me too. I heard it was really good, but it looks like she's in uh, the whole, uh, whole series. Yeah, I think she was one of the main characters in it. Yeah. Uh, next up is Xander Berkeley. And believe it or not, he has more acting credits than Tony Todd <laughs> with uh, 239. That's insane. Like people that have huge acting credits like this, it's like, how do you have the time for all of them? Yeah, yeah. Like if you've only been acting for like 20, 30 years like you're almost doing 10 rolls a freaking year. Oh yeah. It's crazy. But anyways, uh, Xander Berkeley played Trevor who, uh, was Helen's husband in Candyman. Um, he is known for the Terminator two judgment day. Uh, he played the stepdad to, um, uh, what's his fucking name in the movie? Anyways, uh, Edward, Edward Furlong's character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was also in Air Force One with um, Harrison Ford. It's a fucking great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in 24 and The Walking Dead. And he was also in 
Kick-Ass, but I don't remember him in that one, I don't think. No, I haven't watched Kick-Ass in a while. I had to revisit that one. Yeah, it's such a good movie. <clears throat> and a bit of a smaller role, but uh, she's kind of like a big part of the movie, even though she's not in it for a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, Vanessa Williams, and she played Anne Marie. So she was the woman um, with the Rottweiler, like who they yeah. went and spoke to. And the baby. <clears throat> Yeah, and the baby. And uh, she's in New Jack City, Soul Food, Melrose Place, and Murder One. So a lot of her shit was like from the late 80s and early 90s. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's all I put. Cool. Do you have anything else to note for the cast? Or? Um, no, I don't think so. All right. Let's get into this discussion. Yes, sir. All right, so we are covering Candyman from 1992. Uh, quickly, when was the last time you watched this movie that you remember? Oh, Jesus. Man, like, fuck, I'm 31, probably like 15 years ago. Oh, uh, yeah, damn, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like pretty much around the same. So I think I watched this when I was like, like must have been like 10 or 11, I think. Oh, wow, that young? Yeah, yeah, my mom showed it to me because she she was terrified Jeez. of this movie. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. All right, so the movie opens up. It's overlooking the city traffic. There's this, like, really awesome, ominous music happening. Mm-hmm. And also during the credits, uh, I think it said it's um, kind of, like, not produced by Clyde Barker, but he had some part in it. He wrote the short story that it was based off of. Oh, okay, which is uh, The Forbidden, I think, right? The Forbidden Love, I think it was called. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, no, no, you're right. Sorry, it's just The Forbidden. But yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I forgot to do one thing, so let me do that quickly. So I wanted to say (laughs) what Candyman was saying in the opening. I totally forgot. All right. I'm going to find it real quick. All right. So Candyman is uh, saying this like as the opening is happening. He says, they will say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for if not for shedding? With my hook for a hand, I'll split you from growing to your gullet. I came for you. And Tony Todd says it in a much more menacing and scary way than I do. (laughs) His voice is so like oh, hypnotic. Man. Just those first lines like gives you such shivers, man. Oh. Yeah. And it has like a opening shot of the city. I think it's uh, set in Chicago, and there's just these bees that are coming through uh, up in like the sky and stuff like that. And this did look really bad because you could tell like it was green screen. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so then it cuts to. Our main character, Helen, she's uh, telling the story about this story she heard about Candyman. Uh, there's a girl named Claire. She's babysitting. She's having her boyfriend over named Billy. Pretty much talking about uh, what Candyman is and like how he has a stump in his hand. Stuff yeah. like that. And you have to look in the mirror five times. And or look in the mirror and say Candyman five times. Yeah. So 
her and Billy look in the mirror and she says that no one has got past four. So they say it, look in the mirror and they say Candyman five times. And then Billy's downstairs and she like turns the light off and then she turns it back on and Candyman shows up behind him, behind her. And it scared the fuck out of me, man. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I kind of knew it was coming, but oh man. I may talk about that later on. (laughs) Honestly, there was a few times in this movie where I got the shit scared out of me. So, Um, Before we move on, Billy is, uh, he's played by Ted Raimi, who is Sam Raimi's brother. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, he's got like quite a few acting roles too, but Uh, just thought I would make note of that. So yeah, Candyman shows up behind her, uh, cuts her like her back pretty much open. And it shows Billy downstairs and he looks up and there's just blood coming through the ceiling. Yeah. And Candyman killed her and the baby as well. Which uh, this movie doesn't give no fucks. <laughs> no, it does not. So it cuts back to Helen. She's in uh, college slash university. She's in like a, a folklore class, I think. Something like mm-hmm. that. And in the background on the chalkboard, there's uh, like writing on it. One is like common, common, common among neighborhood legends, and like hood is in like parentheses. I thought that was yeah. pretty funny. And uh, this is where you meet Trevor. And at first, I didn't, I didn't know it, it was her husband until like really later on. I kind of caught on. Um, so yeah, Trevor's her husband, and he's uh she's kind of getting mad at him because he's doing the urban legends this semester but she wanted him to do it next semester because her and uh bernie her friend are doing some research on Candyman and like urban legends and stuff like that yeah so she's in a office just like doing research like typing up what she told us before about uh, Billy and Claire and the janitor lady comes in is kind of here overhears her and says, Oh, you look uh, doing a project on Candyman?" She's like, yeah, I am. Like, do you know much about him? And she's like, Oh, I don't know too much. I just know that he lives at Cabrini green, which is like a project in Chicago mm-hmm. and that he killed the lady um in this uh this building yeah and then she says yeah go ahead i was gonna say i have some trivia trivia on cabrini green but i'll wait till we like actually get to it yeah yeah i read that up too i thought it was pretty interesting um so she has a friend who kind of knows more about Candyman and stuff like that so she wants to talk to her friend and her name is or the girl that was killed was ruthie jean and uh, she was killed with a hook. Mm-hmm. So Helen's doing like more research. She's printing off like newspaper clippings from the library, showing they're at Helen's place. She's showing Bernie like the pictures, and she says that so them, but like this isn't Cabrini Green. It's actually Lincoln Village, which I didn't really like. Kind of like get that part because they just keep calling it Cabrini Green throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Um. And she's telling Bernie about how 
all of the buildings in Chicago are were made a certain way, including hers, where between the walls, uh, like where the mirrors in the bathroom is just empty space and you can go through the other uh through the mirror, like two other people's uh, rooms really. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't I don't understand why it was like that, but Yeah. So her and Bernie are in their bathroom and they're like, oh, do you believe it? No, I don't believe it. So then they both look in the mirror and they say, Candy Man. And Bernie only says it four times she stops, but Helen says it five times. Yeah. And then later that night, uh, Helen's laying in bed and then her husband comes home and he, he, he fucking scared me as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, she's like in dark and she hears something and then she's like jumps on her and it's like, fuck. <laughs> I think it's like the score that really helps with it too. Oh, a hundred percent. Cause like, it'll be super quiet. And then it's like, like the score in this movie is like really, or like, like an orchestra. Yeah. So it's just like out of nowhere. It's all these like fucking instruments just boom. Yeah, exactly. So the next day her and Bernie are going to Cabrini green and Bernie's like, kind of like making fun of Helen. She's like, Oh, why'd you like pack all this? Like shit. Like, I know we're going to the hood, but like, come on. Mm -hmm. So they get to the Cabrini green and, um, I don't know if you want to tell the trivia of what you're going to say now. Uh, yeah, might as well do it now. So Cabrini. Yeah. They see a few guys like downstairs. Yeah. So, uh, Cabrini green is like a, a legitimate place. Um, and uh, I'm trying to find it here. Anyways, I'll just paraphrase it. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, so I remember too. Yeah. So they're going through. Uh, they're walking up to like Cabrini Green, and you see all these like uh, like gang members kind of standing around. And the guys that are there, they're like legit gang members in real life, and they had to uh, like the producers and whatnot of the movie had to basically like negotiate with them to let them have small roles in the film in order to uh, ensure their safety while they were there. Yeah. And on the last day of filming, a sniper ended up like shooting through one of like the vans. Yeah. Um, like one of the production vans, like nobody was hurt, but it like just like a crazy piece of trivia that. Yeah. Like they were actually <laughs> in, they were yeah. actually in like a project and these guys that were there were like actual gang members. Yeah insane yeah so yeah these guys are downstairs it's just her and bernie that show up to this place like <laughs> just these yeah. two girls like they got some balls on them man <laughs> and uh so they're going upstairs to find the the girl who was cooked who was killed ruthie jean uh her like uh apartment and there's like all of this graffiti and stuff and they see one, they're like taking pictures, and one of them says "sweets" to the sweet, mm -hmm. and that shows up a little bit. Uh, excuse me, later as well. So yeah, they're like taking pictures of the graffiti. Then like all of a sudden, the apartment door opens and the fucking uh, Rottweiler just barks out of nowhere, and it fucking scared the fucking me <laughs> too. <laughs> so. They find the apartment where the girl died. 
um it's pretty like rough and ragged like it's kind of like dirty and gross there's like holes in the walls stuff like that and helen says it's the same layout as her apartment so they go to the bathroom and they open the medicine cabinet and there's all you can see through into the uh, next apartment yeah so helen's like all right i'm going in and bernie's like i don't want you to but she's like i'm going in so she's like all right you got five minutes so she's kind of goes through it and she's going around looking at pictures and stuff and then the camera is on this one wall that has a, a hole in the wall and then it kind of like pans out and it has someone's mouth and it has this giant like man's face around the wall and i thought it was really cool yeah it was so she gets into this area and then she finds a bunch of candy and one of them has like a razor blade in it. Yeah. And so she's kind of like looking around, taking pictures and she runs out of film. So she goes to Bernie. She's like, ran a film, but I want to come back. She, and Bernie's like, no, hell no, we're not coming back. <laughs> so the girl with the dog shows up, uh, which is Anne-Marie. She's like pretty much like, oh, you guys aren't supposed to be in here. And so they go to Amory's apartment and they kind of like tell Amory what they're doing. They're, they're like, oh, we're doing a thesis on the urban legend of Candyman. And Amory's pretty much saying like, uh, whites, whites don't come here. They only come here to cause us problems. Yeah. And pretty much saying that only cops, social workers, and like reporters are the ones who come through here asking questions. Yeah, and the guys at the start too like thought that they were cops and were like yeah. shouting up the hallway to like let people yeah, know the like cops are coming. Yeah, and uh, Emery's place is actually pretty nice inside compared to the rest of the building. Yeah. So yeah, Emery has like a baby, a little baby, and uh, a Rottweiler, and she's kind of like questioning Helen and Bernie. She's like are you going to write about like how bad we are and how we just raw people and do all this stuff because that's how usually they're treated. Mm-hmm. And Amory's kid is named Anthony. Yeah. And she's kind of telling them that about Candyman, how he can come through the walls and that she's scared. She's scared for her son, Anthony. And so it cuts to another, the next scene Bernie and uh, Helen are at dinner with Trevor and I think like a few other professors, but I'm not really too sure. Yeah. That's what I was getting from it. Yeah. Like one of the guys he wrote about Candyman 10 years ago and Helen says to him that she's going to bury him. And he's kind of like questioning, Oh, like how are you going to bury me? Like I wrote about this 10 years ago. Yeah. So he's kind of telling like his story of what Candyman is, but I don't, I don't think it's the actual story. Like I don't know. No, because he was going on about how he's like a son of a slave, and yeah, from like eighteen ninety, and I was like, it doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. He grew so up like much, going to. Yeah. So oh, pretty much sorry, his story was, uh, yeah, he like you said, he was a son of a slave. His dad was mass producing shoes, and. Candyman got like a talent as an artist and pretty much got someone's daughter pregnant or something like that. So mm-hmm. he kind of got revenge by sawing off his hand with a rusty blade 
and there's an apiary nearby, which I think is kind of like a bee, a beehive and stuff like that. Yeah. And so they stole honeycomb and smeared honey all over his naked body, and then he was stung by bees to death. They burned his body and scattered his ashes over Cabrini, Cabrini Green. So I don't know. It's a pretty crazy story, but I don't know how like most of it's probably true. But the whole like 1890 and stuff like that just seems kind of far fetched. Yeah, because like most spirits, like whenever they come back, like the the theory is that they're wearing the same clothes that they were wearing whenever they died. Yeah. And like he's wearing like like later on whenever you see Candyman, he's wearing like a like a fur coat kind of thing and shit like that. Like he doesn't look like he's from the 1800s. Yeah, exactly. And so Anne-Marie or uh, Helen is back at Anne-Marie's trying to ask her questions, but she's not home. And this is where she meets a little boy named Jake. And she's asking Jake about Candyman. And I thought it was funny that she was like, asked as a little kid about Mm -hmm. Candyman. Yeah. So he says that he knows where he is. And she says, okay, well, Take me to him, unless you're scared. And he's like, all right, I'll take it. So he's going to show her where Candyman is. And so he brings her to this kind of uh, public bathroom. And he's telling her about how a boy named Charlie was killed in that bathroom. And he called him, this is uh, quotations, a retard. Or like he was Down syndrome, I guess. Yeah. His mom was in the store and he was in the bathroom. And all you heard was screaming. And this big tough guy walked into the bathroom and then he came out and his hair turned white. And he was like, so he saw something crazy in there. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to inside the bathroom, just all bloody. And then you see the fucking little boy like on the ground, like holding his junk. And then like the toilet's like all bloody and shit. It's like, holy fuck. Like, yeah, it's fucking like, wild. Like, Candyman cut this fucking little guy's dick off. Like, that's so <laughs> fucked off. <laughs> I was kind of surprised at that. Like, Yeah. I know, it was a lot more, like, violent than I expected it to be. Me too. Like, I texted my mom. I was like, how'd you let me watch this as a kid? Like, this is... <laughs> like, that's why, me. like, whenever you said you were so young, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, so, Helen's in the bathroom, and it's, like, dirty as fuck, smelly. And then on the wall, it says sweets to the suite. And then the suite part is on a uh, bathroom door stall. And there's an arrow pointing um, on the wall inside of it. And it kind of looked like it was like fake shit that it was made out of. It does look like that, yeah. It I looked like there were nuts and like shit in it. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was weird, gross. But, but anyway, there's like an arrow pointing down to the toilet. And she goes up to it and like lifts it up. And there's just the toilet's just full of bees. Mm-hmm. And so she like starts freaking out. And outside, Jake is like, oh, Candyman's here. And then you just see um, a hook, a hand on a hook on a hand. And a guy comes in, and it's clearly not Candyman, just some guy with a hook. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of people come in and. She tries to leave, but they start like harassing her, and then the guy just fucking smacks her in the face with a hook. It fucking caught yeah. me by surprise. I heard you're looking for Candyman, bitch. <laughs> Man, this part cracked me up. I was laughing so hard yeah. because, like, uh, yeah. I was gonna say, like, so 
all the people that live in Cabrini Green, like they think that this is the Candyman. Like they don't believe that it's a spirit. Right. Yeah. Like that's what I got from it. Like, like nobody yeah, believes because, that. Yeah. Then like the next scene, she's at the police station and I was laughing so hard because the, <laughs> uh, the police line of like five or six guys is just like, all right, say the sentence. And he's like, you're heard you, you're looking for Candyman, bitch. <laughs> it just it goes down the line. I was just laughing so hard. Yeah. So then they catch the guy and she's talking to the cop and they're like, yeah, we got him for the murder of uh, Anne Marie or not Anne Marie, Ruthie, Ruthie Jean. and the uh, little boy. So yeah, I'm guess yeah, like you just said, he's uh, the Candyman or whatever. I guess. Hmm. And. Uh... Like the next scene, uh, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but like Helen says something that's like so fucking relevant to right now. It's not even funny. And like, I almost had to like pause it just to like sit and like think about it. I was like, Jesus Christ, like that's so true. But she was saying, she was saying like, there's been two murders, but both of which were black victims and nobody did anything about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is come. Yeah. But as soon as a white woman gets assaulted, like they go and arrest this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, holy fuck. So true. So, uh, yeah. Helen, Helen's eyes like fucked up. Like it's super, uh, like, I don't know what's the fucking word I'm looking for. Um, not bloated. Anyway, her eyes. She looks like she just got into a fight with like Mike Tyson in his head. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So the cop is saying that this guy, Candyman. He ran the Overlords, which I guess is a gang, uh, and uh, he killed Ruthie Jean and the little boy. Mm-hmm. So Helen is sitting at the police station with Jake, and Jake is saying that the Candyman's going to come get him because he ratted on him pretty much is what he thinks. Yeah. But then Helen tells him that Candyman isn't real, and he kind of gets – or she says he isn't real like Dracula or Frankenstein, and he's like – really he's not real and he kind of got this like sense of relief kind of thing mm-hmm. and uh so now uh, it's back at helen's apartment she's uh making like a fancy dinner for trevor and this is where you uh, you just mentioned but she's telling trevor like two people get two black people get murdered and no one does anything but then as soon as a white woman gets attacked they find the guy who did it yeah like so quickly. Mm-hmm. So Bernie was uh, Bernie meets up with Helen, and she like shows her her pictures that she took at the uh, the apartment, and she's been like talking to reporters, and her thesis or kind of uh, research is going to be getting published possibly. Yeah, yeah. So Helen is walking to her car in like this parking garage. And you see someone walking towards her. You don't know who it is. And Helen's at her car, and all of a sudden you just hear the, Helen, Helen. It's like, I came for you. And, man, you just get the fucking chills, man. Yeah. And then you just see Candyman, like, kind of far away, and she's like, like, who are you? Like, who's that? And he's like, and she's, like, kind of having these, like, flashes kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of like Candyman's like in her mind a bit. And he's like, you doubted me. And he's like, I came for you. And he just keeps saying, 
uh, like, be my victim. I am the writing on the wall, the whisper in the classroom. I must shed innocent blood. And uh, and then Helen wakes up with blood on her. Mm-hmm. And Anne-Marie is screaming. So Helen wakes up in Anne-Marie's apartment. And she's covered in blood. And then you just look up and the fucking dog's head is fucking cut off. Yeah. And she goes in the bedroom and uh, there's just blood all over the walls and in Anthony's crib as well. And at first I thought Anthony was dead. I was like, fuck, this movie's fucking crazy. <laughs> well, they really make it look like that, yeah. They really did, yeah. Like, Anne-Marie's going nuts, like, just freaking out. Uh, she attacks her, and then Helen stabs her in the arm with uh, this, like, meat cleaver. And they're kind of, like, fighting, and then Helen has the cleaver on top of her, and the cops come in, and they see Helen, like, on top of her trying to like not trying to kill her, but she's like trying to calm her down. Yeah. But it looks like to the cops that she's trying to kill her for sure. Yeah. 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 So Helen's under arrest. Um, it was 10 PM. Whenever she, she came back, Amory came back to her apartment and saw the dog's head cut off. So Helen calls Trevor. He doesn't answer. She leaves him a message. And, Anthony, she kind of has like these uh, like dreams kind of, and Anthony is like in the apartment where she went in before to like take the pictures and stuff like that. Yeah. And she hasn't been charged yet with anything. She's at home like having a bath, and she's looking at the pictures that uh, she took of the apartment, and Candyman is behind her in the mirror in one of the pictures. Mm-hmm. So she goes to her mirror and she's just kind of like looking at it and then she opens it up and then just fucking Candyman reaches out and just grabs her and it scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck. Bettina was laughing her head off at me. <laughs> <laughs> and so Candyman is kind of saying to her, uh, like, believe in me, do believe in me. Like, I have the child. Let me take you instead of the child. And he's going on, like, come with me and be immortal. And then Candyman's there in the apartment with her. And he he cuts her neck. And then Bernie shows up. And uh, she's, like, kind of sees Helen on the floor. And then Candyman is behind her. And then you just see, like, Candyman, this is where you first see Candyman's kind of, like, full hook hand yeah and it's pretty fucking gross man like it is yeah it's done really well too yeah like it's not just like a hook like covering a hand like it's it looks like it's nailed into like a stump all bloody and well yeah so it kind of like cuts away and you hear all this like slashing and like grunting and stuff like that and then trevor comes home and uh the knife is in helen's hand now and um she's like she wakes up she's getting the cops come in she's getting like sedated kind of thing and then this is where you first first see bernie and she got real fucked up like oh yeah Um, from grind to sternum yeah so helen's getting taken away by the cops and then it's uh 
kind of like doing like flashes again to the apartment and she's pretty much like saying like don't let him kill the baby stuff like that so now she's in a psych hospital and he's in the hospital with her and he's like she's strapped to this bed and he's just like over top of her like um uh, levitating and it's a really cool scene and he's saying like he just wants one kiss but then the people come in she's like saying like oh he's here Candyman's here he's under the bed and then they sedate her again and then it shows Candyman with the baby at the apartment yeah and then he like puts his finger in the baby's mouth I thought it was really fucking weird <laughs> <laughs> um and then he says like we're going to Disneyland <laughs> or is mm-hmm. it him that said it or someone else I forget but anyway, someone, someone said that. I thought it was really funny. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, Helen's going to see Dr. Burke, and he says that this is a writ of detention, that she's been in there a month, pretty much, and that they've just been dosing her, like, on and off. Yeah. So they pretty much need to assess her ability to stand trial because she's being charged with first-degree murder. Mm-hmm. And he shows her a video of her from before saying, like, oh, Candyman series under my bed, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Saying, like, murderer, stuff like that. And she says that she's not capable of doing something like that. And she says that she can call Candyman to kind of prove that um, it wasn't her that did it. Excuse me. So she looks in the mirror to her left, and she's strapped in the chair right now. And then she just says Candyman five times. And then I don't know where he just fucking shows up and slices <laughs> Dr. Berg from his butt to his neck. And I was like, holy shit, man. Yeah. And uh, he just says, like, you're mine now. And then I was, oh, man, it's so awesome. And uh, I didn't really get, like, why she, like, called like i get why she called him but like such a dumb move like like what she think is gonna happen yeah like it's just and then he cuts her uh straps on her chair and then just like jumps out the window it's like well now they're gonna think that you killed dr burke (laughs) so she hops out the window she's kind of crawling out along the ledge and uh security is getting notified and stuff like that and then she gets to this window, and there's, like, another nurse there. <laughs> and she's, like, jumps through the window and lands on the nurse and, like, breaks the nurse's neck. I was like, <laughs> like, is that, you're not, like, a murderer. You just said you're not capable of doing something like that. Then you just, like, kill this <laughs> this nurse for no reason, pretty much. Like, steal her shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Just to escape. Yeah. So she escapes, and she goes to her apartment. She gets in there, and there's another girl there. They're repainting their apartment, and then Trevor shows up from, like, a shower or something like that. And uh, so Trevor pretty much has a new girl already. And, and she, she's one of his students that he was talking to, like, at the start. Oh, okay. I never know. I never caught on to that. Yeah. Yeah, she's, like, the blonde one that he was talking to and getting, like, really close to at the start. Okay. So... Yeah, so Helen's getting angry. She, like, throws paint, and she's like, you're the only thing I had left. And then she's like, to the other girl, she's like, go ahead, like, call the cops. 
and they kind of like are not doing it. And then Helen, uh, Helen leaves and uh, they call the cops and then she like just leaves. And then Candyman's like whispering to her like, uh, they will all abandon you. All you have left is my desire for you. So she's back at Candyman's place, like at the, uh, the building complex. And there's these like two hooks on chains. She grabs one of the hooks and she goes upstairs. And you see a painting of him on the wall, like showing him getting his arm sawed off. Yeah. And Candyman's sleeping on like a slab of concrete. And she goes up to him and stabs him. But then he says, uh, like, you came to me, like the child, like we had a deal. Um, fear the pain or what is beyond. And uh, she's kind of getting like, I don't know if she's getting the killed by him or she's just, he's like taking her into the other life with him. Yeah, know, but I, like, I think if, if that's the case, well, because he does say like the pain of her death will be exquisite. Yeah. Yeah. So like he's dead. So I think right. he's planning on killing her to bring her into the afterlife with him. Yeah. And he he has her in like a slab of concrete and then he says, uh, come with me and be immortal. And then this scene was fucking awesome. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it uh, was. She like there's bees coming out of his mouth and and uh I'll talk about it in a sec, but uh yeah. there's bees coming out of his mouth. And then there's bees like all in her face, stuff like that. And he like rips open his jacket. And you just see his chest like cavity, like his rib cage and stuff. Mm-hmm. And just full of bees as well. Yeah. And uh, and then he kisses her and stuff like that. And Bettina was grossed out by this part. She didn't like it. it was <laughs> but not yeah. a fan of bees. No. But uh, yeah. And then he's saying, "You're mine now. Time for a new miracle." And, uh, so yeah, like the whole bee thing, like those were real fucking bees that they used. Yeah. And, uh, Tony Todd like negotiated in his contract that he would get a thousand dollars for every, every bee sting that he got. Yeah. And I guess over the trilogy, he got stung 23 times. So he got $23,000 for it. And, uh, and they, they bred their own bees for this movie as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which is uh, pretty cool. And then also read. I know we don't really do trivia in these movies, but that's one's really cool, like the mm-hmm. trivia. But uh, if the girl that played Helen, she was going to turn down the role because she wasn't sure about doing the whole B thing. Yeah. Um, I guess the next person in line was Sandra Bullock. Yeah, yeah. Which would have been sick, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it, I think that could have been a good casting choice. Yeah. But she uh, she almost turned it down because she actually is allergic to bees. Oh, okay, and, uh, that's why. And um, the director, uh, fucking Bernard Rose, he didn't believe her. He was like, oh, no, you're not. Like, you'll be fine. <laughs> so she actually, like, went and got herself tested. And she is allergic to them, but she's more allergic to wasps. So he was just like, oh, like, you'll be fine, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I, I think they had, like, paramedics on scene, like, in the event that she did get stung. But yeah. It's just fucked up, though. Oh, yeah. So Helen wakes up, and she grabs the hook off the ground. And then she's looking at the wall, and then um, 
Kenny Mann just says, it was always you, Helen. And there's, on the painting of him getting his arm sawed off, you see a picture of uh, a girl that looks exactly like Helen. Mm-hmm. And this part kind of confused me. Like, was her, like, I don't know, was she part of it before this? Like, I don't I didn't really get that part. I feel like, because, like, we've seen this in movies before, right? Where, like, someone comes back from the dead and, like, they find someone who looks identical to the person that they had loved in their previous life. Yeah. So I'm wondering if, like, that's what it was or... Oh, maybe, yeah. Like, she just looks exactly like this woman that he fell in love with and impregnated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So Helen's going down the building and she hears a baby crying. And she goes into uh, this giant garbage pile, which was mentioned before the movie, but I never brought it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so she climbs like into the garbage, like all this like furniture and stuff. She's like in the middle of it. And uh, Jake wakes up and he sees the hook on her hand, but he doesn't see her. He just sees the hook. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's Candyman. So he gets a few buddies. They have uh, a bunch of gas and like uh, torches, stuff like that. So they come up and they start laying on fire and then everyone in the building starts coming out like, uh, what's her name? The, the mother, um, I forget her name, but, uh, uh Amory. Yeah. Amory. She comes out like everyone. And, um, sorry, where was I? Oh yeah. So she's in the middle of the, of the garbage and then Candyman shows up and uh says like oh i knew you'd come and he says um we should be on our way now our ashes will always be together we're already dead and then uh like the fire is going on around them and she sees this like wooden stake and she stabs him with it yeah and then she's like trying to make her way out of it and she catches on fire as well and it's it's kind of like laughable like i don't know it was pretty good effects, but uh, yeah. like her hair catches on fire and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, Candyman's like saying, "Like come back to me, come back to me." And Candyman burns a bunch of like bees, like kind of like fly out of the uh, the fire. And Helen's hair is like completely burned off, and the baby's still alive. Yeah. So it cuts to um, Helen's funeral. She died. It's only like a few people there, Todd, or not Todd, fucking uh, Trevor. Uh, Trevor, there are like a few people, and then all of a sudden the uh, the minister or whatever is like, oh, Trevor, look, and the whole black community from that building is coming to her funeral. Yeah. With Jake and Amory, and then Jake drops the hook into Helen's grave. And goes to like a black screen. Then it cuts to Trevor in a bathroom. His new girlfriend is like cooking dinner, like saying, oh, let's cook together. And uh, she's like saying, like, asking, like, oh, are you okay? Stuff like that. And he's like saying he's fine. And like the shoulder, like walking away and she like wearing this white shirt. And you see like her full, t- her full tits in the shirt. And I was like, is that really necessary? <laughs> like... <laughs> I feel like these days we're not getting enough boob and back in the early 90s it was too much boob. <laughs> <laughs> like they just threw it out there everywhere. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so uh, she's like making dinner and she's getting kind of like pissed off. Has like this like giant knife that's out of nowhere. And Trevor looks in the mirror. And then he's kind of like getting sad. And he just says like Helen's name. Like, oh, Helen. Like says it five times. And then she shows up and kills him. And then the girlfriend goes in. She's like all bloody and fucked up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the movie ends. And that's the way the blood splatters. Yes, sir. And Helen's new legend has just begun. Yep. So let's talk about our thoughts on this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I gave my story a six out of 10. All right. I so, said like it had some great ideas and it was fresh for its time. And like, even up until a few years ago when Jordan Peele really started making predominantly black horror movies, yeah. like we didn't really see a lot of black leading roles in horror movies. No, not at all. Up until, well, like when Jordan Peele started doing it, yeah. uh, like, um said so along with the great ideas comes a lot of unanswered questions and plot holes though which we kind of discussed throughout the movie discussion like like what actually like is that mythology of Candyman actually true and like because we like it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense that he was from the 1800s but no um like it's still a very enjoyable movie and it's high on like everyone's rankings of horror classics i find yeah. uh I also said, like, I've never seen any of Rose's movies, but judging by the looks of them and what I've seen, like, Candyman is definitely his best film. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. By far, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think he really, like, hit it out of the ballpark with this one. Uh, the quality, I gave an 8 out of 10. Okay. I, I said it's great acting, um, good gore. Uh, like, it's not super gory, like, in terms of movies now, but, like, it's super like it's really effective gore. Yeah, that's what I was about to say too. Yeah, yeah, like it's bloody and like and violent, but it's not like over the top gore. Yeah, it's like more like it's super realistic. I found. Uh, I said Candyman's hook is really well done and uh, a lot better than I ever remembered. Yeah, like I don't remember it being that, like looking like that. Oh yeah, me either. Uh, Tony Todd was like the perfect casting choice for this role. His yeah. voice is absolutely hypnotic. I could listen to him talk for hours. Yeah. Uh, the score was amazing and it worked perfectly for the theme and feel of the film. Yeah. Uh, I love that they shot on location in Cabrini green. Like it really added to the atmosphere that they were going for and it made it that much more authentic. Um, the one gripe I did have with it, I found the sound quality to be very like nineties in that like quiet parts were super quiet. And then out of nowhere, it was like crazy loud. Yeah. So like when it was quiet, I had my volume turned right up and then out of nowhere, it's like a huge <laughs> boom. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, the, I don't have much bad to say about the quality yeah. of the film at all. Yeah. And uh, what about you? Um, I gave the story an 8 out of 10. Okay. Um, I, I love, like, the Candyman legend, uh, like, by itself. Um, yeah. Uh, apart from, like, like you said, the whole, like, 1890, like, they didn't really describe it, like, his backstory that well. But just, like, I remember back in, like, public school, we used to play the, uh, 
Bloody Mary, like kind of similar urban legend. Yeah. And like that, just like that whole kind of thing I thought is like really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I love like the script, everything that Tony said or did just fucking amazing. Like, oh man, loved it. Yeah. Uh, a few questions. Um, and I kind of hated the very end of the movie. Like okay. Todd says, Helen, it's like, <laughs> yeah. so like now you're going to say, said like candy man came and just say, Helen, Helen, <laughs> it just sounds so <laughs> dumb. I, I hated it. Like, I wish he would have just said like, if he was thinking like, oh, maybe I should see if this like Candyman thing is real. Like if he said Candyman five times in the mirror and then fucking Helen showed up and killed him, I thought that had been fucking cool. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I can agree with that. But anyway, so I didn't like that name, but I thought the story was really, really good. And for quality, I gave a 9 out of 10. Um, I love this movie. Like, I was blown away by it, man. Like, I'm super glad I picked this one and finally got to revisit it. Um, because I'm definitely going to rewatch this movie uh, more often now, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, the acting is fantastic. The cinematography going to the actual location, like an actual ghetto. Um, the score, like you said, is just, it reels you in, like just from the opening credits, just you're like, all right, this is, yeah, this is what I'm liking so far. Like, I'm definitely going to like this movie just from the opening score. Yeah, definitely. Um, the ending I didn't like, I've already discussed this. I thought it was a movie like really ahead of its time. Like the one part you said, uh, whenever a white lady gets attacked and they find the killers, but two black people get murdered and they don't do anything at all. Um, it's really ahead of its time. And then the practical effects were just amazing. Like I was really surprised. Yeah. And like the fact that they used the real bees and all that shit, like, yeah, it's crazy. And, uh, and like, this is, this, I guess it's technically like a slasher movie, but just the way they do it, like you don't expect him to show up like when he does. Mm -hmm. He just fucking pops up and then kills someone. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's like a supernatural slasher. Yeah. And he doesn't really give a reason to kill the people he does, like, at all. That's true, yeah. I kind of talk about that, like, in my uh, my Would You Survive section. But, like, okay, he doesn't, like, like, besides the people that actually summon him, like, he doesn't really have any reason to kill some of these people. Yeah, exactly. Other than, I guess, well, I guess other than to, like, make Helen look bad. Oh, that's true, yeah. In a sense, because, like, he seems to kill the people that she's close to and make it yeah. look like she did it. Yeah. All right, so you know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. So the critics' consensus, though it ultimately sacrifices some mystery in the name of its gory kills... Candyman is a nuanced, effectively chilling tale that benefits from an interesting premise and some fine performances. So we nailed it once again. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, the scores. Uh, now, this week, did you look at Rotten Tomatoes before? I did we not look at Rotten Tomatoes. All right. So what do you think the critics scored it? I'm going to say an... 87. Ooh, you're giving it too much, man. Ah, fuck. 
Seven, 74% on 65 ratings. Okay. Okay. So it's not bad ratings, but it's not as good as I think it deserves. Yeah, for sure. Like I think the movie definitely should be in the 80s. And the audience, so very surprisingly, scored it 62%. Wow, really? Okay. Yeah. I was disappointed to see that. So this must be like one of, the, this is probably going to be one of those, uh, uh, fuck, what's the word I'm trying to find? Like under the radar horror movies kind of thing. Maybe back in the day, but not so much anymore, I don't think. All right. You ready for the scare section? Let's do it. Okay. What did you put it on the scare scale? I gave it a 7 out of 10. All right. Uh, This movie scared the fuck out of me multiple times. Like, I probably jumped a good four times, but Tina was having a great time watching this with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, like, Candyman himself is terrifying, especially with Tony Todd doing the voice and all that. Oh, man. Yeah. Fuck, this movie is is scary, and I was really surprised, too. I loved it. All right. What about you? Uh, so my like write up is almost the exact same as yours, but I gave it a four out of 10. Okay. Um, I said there was a couple of good jump scares throughout it. Uh, the gore and violence were good, but it wasn't like over the top and like, like there wasn't too much of it. Yeah. Uh, I also said Tony Todd is very chilling and creepy, but not necessarily like scary until he's jumping out of a mirror at you. Yeah. But yeah. That's what I put. So what was your scariest scene? Oh, man. So many, so many scenes got me, like, honestly. But probably the one that scared me the most was whatever he grabbed through the medicine cabinet at the beginning. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I jumped so high. Like, fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah. Probably that scene when he grabbed through the All cabinet. Right. What about you? Right. I said the exact same scene. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I I literally wrote it jump scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> oh man, I didn't expect it at all. And then just like <laughs> like you said, the score adds to it because it just gets super loud and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not like a cheap jump scare, like it's really effective. Yeah, it was for sure. And with it being like right at the start of the movie, like you don't expect it. Like you like jump scares don't happen at the start of movies, I find. No, yeah. Like, sure. like normally it's like you're half an hour to 40 minutes into the movie before you get your first big one. Yeah. 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 That one got me too. that one and the fucking the dog. Like you said, jumping at the window. Yeah. It's just loud. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do you think you would survive? Um, I put yes. I just wouldn't say Candyman in the mirror five times. Fair but, enough. Uh, if he like was after me, I, I don't. I think I would be fucked to be honest. Yep. Or if like you or one of my friends said it, then I'd probably die to be honest. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I said no. Um, he's a spirit with no real way of defeating him. If you wanted me dead, I would be dead. Yeah. 
All right. So this is a top five episode, and uh, we both agreed that we should do uh, our top five most influential black movies. Now, these aren't necessarily horror movies, but horror movies on my list anyways are throughout. But uh, yeah, so this is just movies as a whole. Yeah. All right. Also, I just want to just say that um, you and me pretty much grew up in a predominantly white uh, area of Ontario. So like we don't have the best knowledge about all this, so... You know, if anyone has any suggestions about movies that are on our list or any, you know, just chat with us. We're uh, the best way for us to help help everyone is just to learn about what's happening. Yeah. Educate us like like I follow it and I know you follow it all too. like everything that's going on, mostly down in the States. But like, yeah, I mean, we both grew up in small towns in Ontario, uh, Ontario, Canada, where. Like, I don't know, like a lot of the the issues don't seem to be um, in the forefront a lot. But I mean, we all have the news and the internet and stuff. So we've been researching it and looking it up and and trying to do our part to to help in any way that we can, for sure. Yep. Yeah. And if anyone has any movie suggestions that uh, you think that are on our list that you think we would... uh, really learn from or just a good movie just shoot us a message with uh, some suggestions yeah definitely all right i guess i will start with my honorable mentions all right and uh like i was telling you before like i could have had a top 10 for this list because there's so many good movies Oh, for sure like holy shit so i got uh one two three i got like five honorable mentions (laughs) okay i don't feel so bad then or uh only sorry four yeah four or five all right. Okay. So my first one is Friday. Very nice. Uh, just a classic, classic movie. Like so fucking good. It's uh, it's not really like I don't see it as like an influential movie, but it's definitely um, one of the more popular popular movies. Like I remember mm-hmm. watching this one as a kid. Fucking Friday, next Friday, Friday after the next. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a fucking good time. Um, another movie is 12 Years a Slave. Oh, nice. It's uh, a good one. Yeah, I watched this one in theaters. Uh, I've watched it a couple times. It's kind of the more slower movies, but it's really educational and definitely an important one everyone should watch. Yeah. And uh, I was really surprised with uh, Brad Pitt was in it too. I didn't expect him because I, I had no idea he was in it when I first watched it. Yeah. Uh, another movie uh, it's actually this one's on Netflix it's called Dope Man, and Dope is a fucking great movie it is like I was super surprised by it it's uh, yeah it's a really good coming of age movie yeah and it has ASAP Rocky in it and he does a great job in it I was really surprised um, the main lead I think uh, Sharif Moore I think um, he's a lead in and he's actually the lead. He does, uh, the Spider-Man, um, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse too. So, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then my last one is straight out of Compton. Um, 
really good movie. I was really surprised by Ice Cube's son. And uh, yeah, just a solid movie. If you want to kind of learn about uh, NWA and uh, kind of like the LA riots a bit, what they had to go through back in um, the US back in like the early 90s. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So those are my honorable mentions. Like I said, so many other great movies that I couldn't list here, but. Man, I like your honorable mentions. <laughs> I don't have any of them. I don't oh, think, hey. no, I don't actually have any of them on mine, which is surprising because, like, Straight Outta Compton is a fucking great movie. I f- fully agree with you on that one. Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of mine, like, I went, like, 90s movies okay. for a yeah. lot of them. Because, um, like, I went through a stage where I was, like, all about gangster rap and, and whatnot. So, like, anything that Tupac was in or anything that, like, Ice Cube was in, I was all over it. Yeah, like, um, I know there's quite a few Tupac movies and, like, Spike Lee movies from the 90s that I haven't yeah. seen. So, um, yeah, those I definitely have to check out, but uh, I'm guessing they're probably somewhere on your list. So yeah, pretty much anything Spike Lee touches is fucking gold. Yeah, I really want to check out his uh, new movie on Netflix called The Five Bloods. I heard yeah, it really good. I was looking at like we're getting off topic, but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, I was looking up, uh, um, like Oscar runnings because like yeah. the Oscars are coming up, but like with the movie theaters being closed and shit, like we've had no way of really watching any of these new movies, and with so many movies being pushed back for their releases, yeah, you can't even rent them or stream them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Oscars are being pushed back as well. Yeah. Yeah, but like that was that was one of the ones that was uh, that was talked about quite a bit. So okay. I definitely would watch it. Cool. And Delroy Lindo's in it, and he's fucking awesome. Oh really? Yeah. All right, let's get to your uh, list. All right. So starting off, um, I have Juice. Nice. I haven't seen it. T- but... Oh man, it's good. I definitely recommend it. Uh, it's it's a Tupac movie. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is these two. Like I didn't, well, not these two, but there was two movies that I wasn't sure which one I wanted on my list and which one I wanted on my honorable mentions. Okay, but uh, <laughs> I took the one that I like watched more often and I put that one on my list. Yeah, uh, but the one that's on my honorable mentions is Menace to Society. Nice. I haven't seen that one. It's been a while since I've watched it, but I like I always remembered loving it, and I know that it it's like a fucking no holds barred view into uh, like Black America and what uh, what people go through. Right. Yeah. Uh, another Tupac movie is Poetic Justice. Okay. Um, this one easily could have been in my top five too, but a lot of my top five, it's like newer ones that. It, I found are more influential, I think, because they're yeah. more like, I don't know. I don't want to say groundbreaking, but, yeah. but anyways, yeah. Poetic Justice. Uh, to Sir With Love, which is from, from the 60s or 70s. I think the 60s. Okay. And uh, it's about a black teacher who, um, well, he's not actually a teacher. He, 
trying to remember what he was before. Can't remember. But anyways, he fills it like he fills in as a teacher in a high school. And it's uh, it. I don't know. It was just a really good movie and kind of like influential in its time with that, like Cindy Poitier's the main character. Yeah. And uh, it, it was kind of unheard of back then to see a black actor in a leading role, first of all, and in like a teaching role. So like right. teaching kids, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Back then it was unheard of. Uh, and my last one, um, unfortunately didn't make the list, but Candyman is my last honorable mention. Yeah. I didn't have it on my list, but I mean, I just fell in love with this movie again, so I couldn't really put it on my yeah. list, but, uh, definitely Tony Todd is one of the legends. For sure. I agree. Definitely. All right. All right. What's uh, your top? So this top five was so hard. Oh my God. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my number five is Black Panther. Very nice. Um, it's it's not like influential in, I don't know, kind of like a real world way. It's just kind of like a groundbreaking movie because it's like the first uh, lead black superhero in like the MCU. Yeah. And uh, the amount of like traction this movie got was insane. Like, holy shit. Yeah, and, I do remember uh, that. It did really well in the box office, and the movie alone is fucking amazing. It's so good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was a really big step for a superhero and uh, that genre of movies to take that direction, and they did it really sure. well. All right, what's your number five? <laughs> My number five is Black Panther. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, like just I agree with every point that you made. I don't think I can really touch any more on it. That's pretty much everything that I wanted to say about it. All right. Sorry for doing that. You know. No, don't <laughs> fantastic movie. <laughs> yeah. My number four is a movie I haven't seen in a long time. I even own it, but I just haven't watched it in fucking years. Uh, I used okay. to watch it quite a bit as a kid, and that is Boys in the Hood. <laughs> What? Okay, that's my number four too. This is, is fucked it? up. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Um. Yeah, I haven't watched this in like probably like six or seven years, but uh, mm-hmm. just that one scene with the one guy at the end is will make you fucking grown man cry. Oh yeah, and, for sure. Uh, Ice Cube and Cuba Gooding Jr. are fucking great in it, and it's a really good. I don't know it's kind of a coming of age movie. Like I don't yeah. know what age they're kind of trying to portray, but it's definitely uh definitely a sort of coming of age movie. Yeah, for sure. All right. Do you have anything <laughs> yes. else to add to it or No, that was the that was the movie that was up in the air between it and Menace to Society. Okay. Okay. Like they're both like almost I don't want to say they're almost the same story, but like Menace to Society is like more like gritty whereas boyhood like like it's it's true and whatnot but it's more like lighthearted, i guess you could say in a sense right 
right. and menace to society. Um, I just remembered a movie and I'm fucking pissed at myself because it's not in my honorable mentions and it's not on my list. So I'm going to say it at the end of all this. I'm all right. so, so mad at myself. Um, anyways. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't want to say it in case it's on your list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So my number three is a Spike Lee joint and it is Black Klansman. All right. Cool. Um, have I, you seen this movie? No. And I was kicking myself for not watching it whenever I was going through this list. I was like, fuck, I forgot I wanted to watch it. Um, it, I think it's on Crave if you have Crave. Yeah. yeah. Um, But this movie, I've only watched it once, but it's fucking so good. Holy shit. Um, uh, it has, uh, fucking Denzel Washington's son in it who plays the lead and who plays Ricky on, uh, Fuck the Dwayne Johnson football show on HBO, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, true. Ballers. It has uh, Adam Driver in it, who is one of my favorite actors going today. Yeah. And then it has uh, the guy from that 70s show who plays like the, the lead uh, KKK guy. Yeah. Um, but just this movie is so good. And uh, it's based on a true story, too. And just the first time, if you don't know, like the backstory pretty much. Uh, a black guy infiltrates the KKK and just the first time you hear him talking on the phone to the KKK as a white man, it's just so funny. Oh my God. It's amazing. Yeah. Definitely recommend checking it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's definitely on my list. So uh, what's your number three? My number three is Malcolm X. Nice. Okay. And you talked about Denzel's son. Well, Denzel plays Malcolm X in this one. <laughs> true, true, yeah. Um, I've uh, seen Malcolm X, so I definitely okay need to check it out. It's like, I mean, if you know the story of Malcolm X at all, it, it pretty much just, it's almost, like it's a biopic, basically. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, um, Denzel does a great job, uh, as always. But, I mean, this is this is a role that was really great for him. Um, he, he has that like stature mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, he was great. And yeah, I don't want to dive too much into it if you haven't seen it, but yeah, oh, you should yeah. definitely I probably check won't it. watch it for a while to be honest. <laughs> it is really good, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. So my number two is, uh, Moonlight. That nice. A few years ago. Uh, All right. just a really fucking dark and just hard movie to watch man it's so yeah. good and it's i was very like, sad. sorry go ahead i said it's very sad it like, is it's a hard movie and like the first time i watched it i didn't like i didn't really watch any trailers for it. i just it won the oscar well <laughs> it fake won the oscar <laughs> Fuck, yeah such a crazy night um so and it had mahersha ali in it who i love as well and mm -hmm. uh just like the way they tell a story, like three different uh, actors play the same guy. And it's just a really powerful movie. And it's super sad and super important movie, I think, for not only the black community, but um, like the gay black community. Just, oh man, so good. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. All right, my number two is Get Out. Nice, nice. 
And uh, like this was Jordan Peele's first um, first directing gig. And he, like, I don't know if, I can't remember personally if, or not personally, I can't remember if people were like thinking he was going to do good or not, but I don't think anybody ever imagined this movie being as good as it actually was. No. Like he's a comedian by trade and he comes out of nowhere and says, he's going to start directing horror movies. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like yeah. talk about taking a turn. And like he put his whole acting career on hold in order to, to do these movies. Yeah. And I mean, with get out, he fucking knocked it out of the park. It was such a great movie and so relevant to, to like our time now and like what's going on with racism and everything. Um, But it kind of, it almost took it back to like to the slave days where like racism was like super extreme that like, like this white fam, like all these white families had, like we're fucking entrapping these black people to be their slaves, but it was more like modern day. Yeah. And Um, it was just, yeah, this is my number one. So I'll just continue talking with you. Uh, yeah, this movie is so fucking. Oh my god, this, this is my favorite movie of the, the last decade. Uh, yeah, it's so fucking good. Like, like the first time you watch it, you're you don't catch on to certain things, and then you like watch it a second time and like do research online, and you're like, holy fuck! Like the one scene whenever they get pulled over by the cop or they hit the deer or whatever. And then the cop is asks uh, Daniel Kaluuya's character, like, oh, let me see your license. And then the girl's like, why do you see his license? He wasn't on the driving. And it's like, <laughs> that shit happens. Like, yeah. And then, like, like the slavery thing you said was really uh, a good um, touch because, like, they're in, they're, like, they're not in their own bodies. Like, it's, I don't know. The movie's. Mm-hmm insanely well written and just just the visuals too and uh the acting in it oh it's amazing yeah it's like he combined like two eras with the same like racial injustices like yeah yeah like it's just crazy how he how he's able to combine the two eras together yeah and uh yeah like with uh the movie us i need to watch that a second time because the first one i i wasn't really a big fan I think I was just even more confused than Get Out, so I wasn't a big fan of that one. But uh, yeah, Peel knocked it out of the park. Yeah, definitely. I'm super excited for his Candyman. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, Whenever it comes out. Yeah. All right, man. What's your number one? All right, my number one is Forty Two. Oh, I didn't even think of that one. The Jackie Robinson story. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge baseball fan and like Jackie Robinson is such a legend in the, the MLB, um, for what he was able to go through and come out of on top of, um, with racism and, and being the first black baseball player in the MLB and whatnot and, uh, having to deal with all the hardships that came along with that. And he, like came in was a fucking hall of famer. So, and he really paved, paved the way for, for black athletes, I find. Yeah. Um, and, uh, just a fucking great adaptation of his story. 
All right. So the movie that I'm pissed was not on my honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, or even on my list was Hardball. Oh my God. You're going to make me cry, man. Man, when you said, like, whenever you mentioned Boys in the Hood and you were like, oh yeah, the ending and make a grown man cry. And yeah. I was like, oh, G baby, motherfucker. I forgot about him. Fuck. That movie's man. so good. Oh, so good and so heartbreaking. Oh my God. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. I I need to watch that again soon. It's been a long time. Yeah, me too. All right. All right. Can we finally get to what you're making me watch? I've been fucking wanting to know forever. All right. So this week, uh, the movie community unfortunately lost a legendary director uh, in Joel Schumacher. Yeah. So in order to honor his name and to pay a little bit of a tribute on our podcast to him next week, we're going to be watching the lost boys. Yes. <laughs> nice. And uh, uh, it, it's been a minute since I've watched this movie, so I'm excited to do it. Me too. Me too. Uh, when you said, <laughs> Hey, homage to Joel Schumacher, I just kept saying in my head. Don't pick number 23. Don't pick number 23. <laughs> no. Yeah. Sick. No, I'm, I'm going with the, the classic. Nice. I'm excited. It was either going to be, it was either going to be that or flatliners, but I think, I think the lost boys will be a good one to talk about. I think so too. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. All right. And, uh, I guess also next week we'll talk about, uh, like a Patreon, our Patreon request. Yeah. Do you want to do that? So we will be uh, recording an episode with one of our patrons, uh, JP. Love you, bud. Um, and uh, what movie did he pick? <laughs> Drag me to hell. Drag me to hell. That's it. Um, he's, yeah. he, he's heard us shit on that movie enough during this podcast. And of course, being the guy that he is, decided he's going to make us fucking watch it. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So we'll be doing that next, uh, next week with him. And then also, um, something else coming up soon that we're going to be doing. So we're ending our listener requests and we'll be doing another kind of, uh, substitute sort of small thing for that. So, uh, we'll talk about that once we get closer to releasing that. Yeah, I'm excited to to start doing that one. Yeah, me too. All right. So that's the end of the episode. And like always, you guys can find us on Instagram at a podcast on Elm Street. Uh, If you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you will see links to our Patreon where you can be like Josh and get a movie to us if you want. Yeah. we also have a link to our tea public where we have a bunch of merch. And, uh, I mentioned in our last episode that, uh, we have a new, new logo kind of thing coming out. Um, but with me being on nights, I wasn't able to work on it in the last couple of days, but, uh, hopefully, hopefully tomorrow I'll be able to get that up there. And, uh, yeah. Um, there's also links to everywhere that you can listen to us. Pretty much anyone that you can listen to podcasts. And yeah, 
think that's it. All right. We'll catch you next time, guys. See you later, guys. Thank you.